me tell you why, why this is a little bit strange for me, right? Part of why it's strange is that for, oh, for the last 22 years, every Thursday night, I've come to Excel. For the last 22 years, every Thursday night, for the majority of those 22 years, I found myself in this building or the one next to it, it's all one thing, but I found myself here at Excel, listening to God's word, worshiping with Excel, doing the work that God has called us to do in this ministry. 22 years, and next week I'll be like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm just going to like sit at home and just like play with my children. I don't know, like, like I guess. But obviously I got a lot to do. But uh, it's surreal for me. And part of why it's surreal is because it's not like I'm leaving, you know what I mean? So that's the weird part. Like, people are like, are you sad? It's like, no, because, again, like, there'll be times where y'all are doing this, and I'm in my office just working. Like, it's not like I'm gone. And then on top of it, I have always served Excel with the understanding that this ministry is not mine. Specifically, my responsibility as a member of this church and a staff member of this church was to serve the ministry at the behest of my lead pastor. And so this to me was always Pastor Carlos's youth ministry. I'm the manager. He's the owner, if I can say it that way. And so the irony again is it's not like I'm leaving Excel. Actually, I'm taking even greater ownership than I've ever had of Excel. The difference is I won't be in the day-to-day operations and grind, the the one-on-one times that I so appreciate it. Now, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to try real hard. Cicely's been trying to help me. She's like, you can't go to those things, Joe. I was like, why can I? I'm the lead pastor. I can do what I want. She's like, you can't, you need to let, you can't just, you can't just pop up at Excel. I said, do what I want. It's my church now, right? And so she's, she's helped me by God's grace, my wife. She's like, you're not the youth pastor anymore. I was like, always the youth pastor, right? So there's a, she's helping me. There's a little bit of part of me that's, that's always going to struggle because this was never a job for me. This has never been that. This has always been just a beautiful calling, and I've always adored the years of students that I've been with. So there's a part of me that's going to miss that. And again, I might cheat a little bit. You know, I might go hang out with y'all every now and then one-on-one. You know, as long as I don't feel like I'm stepping on Ariel or Pastor Izzy. So I say Ariel first because we know she's going to be the one calling that one. Um, so I, I'm saying all that to say uh, I'm excited about tonight because, like I said, I was talking to Pastor Izzy earlier. And we were talking about, like, summer camp. I said, hey, you need to remember to do this, this, and this. He said, oh, yeah, do you, do you want me to set up summer camp? I said, Pastor Izzy, once I give you the mic tonight, I'm not dealing with anything. So if half them kids don't go to camp, that's your fault. Like, I'm done. Like, I've been already covering for you. Like, I'm already the lead pastor doing Thursday nights. I've been covering for you, homie. This is on you. Now, obviously, I'll come back and preach. You know, there'll be seasons and times throughout the year. I want to make sure that I show my face because I want you guys to understand, like I've always tried to help people understand, is Excel is not on an island on its own, Right? We are part of Belmont Assembly of God. And if you don't understand that, then you don't understand the fact that everything you get is paid for by the church. Your pastor, the events, your scholarships, like everything you get is because the church is putting and pouring into the next generation. And so my greatest joy will be when I get you back, you know? Like I was already talking to Ara and to Julian and to Jacob and all of our seniors that are graduating. It's like, now y'all just coming back into my boat. Like you back in my world, son. And so I love that. 
that. And I want to see all of you get to that stage. So as I was preparing and I was thinking about, just making sure nobody did nothing. As I was preparing and I was thinking about what was going on, uh, I, was, I was reminded of a verse. Actually, I'm going to give you a little tidbit. I didn't tell nobody this. I didn't tell you this. I'll show you later. Um, I was writing you a letter, Pastor Izzy, when you first went to boot camp that I never got a chance to send. And I actually have it still in my notes. And uh, the scripture that I want to talk to you guys tonight is from the letter I wrote you. And so I'll show you later. We, it'll be a little sappier, but I'll show you later. Um, and the title of this message is something that's always been very near and dear to my heart. And it is Be Strong and Courageous. Be Strong and Courageous. You find this over and over again in the book of Joshua. If you have your Bibles, you want to open up to Joshua chapter 1. Or if you want to take notes, look at Joshua chapter 1. There's three times specifically, actually four, but I'll get to that in a little bit. But there's three specific moments where God is speaking to Joshua and he tells him to be strong and courageous. And so tonight what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk through those three portions. And when I'm going to explain to the Martys what it means for you, and then I'm going to explain to Excel what it means to you. Is that, is that all right? They did it for me, so I'm going to pass it down to you. If you have your Bibles, open up to Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read the first five verses, right? Verse 1 through 5. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving them. Now, let me just pause right there. I ain't dead, all right? Let's just make that point clear. But my role in this ministry has ended. My role as the youth pastor is over. And so just like we don't keep on messing around with dead people, like if you're like, hey, P. Joy, you know, can, can we talk about this session for the next six weeks? It's like, no, you have a youth pastor. You talk to your youth pastor. I love you, but I'm dead, okay? So, but I, I mean that to say, and what God is trying to help, uh, trying to help Joshua understand, he said, hey, listen, stop looking to somebody else. It's time to move forward. And this is one of the things that I know Pastor Israel and I are working on because we've been talking about it all week, where he's like, what do you think about that? I go, yeah, if that's what you want to do. Like, you're the youth pastor. Do it. Like, this is yours. Like, this is on you. Like, go for it. Like, this is, I'm dead, bro. Like, I'm not the youth pastor anymore. You're not my assistant. You're not the assistant to the youth pastor. You are in charge. And so he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. It's time for you to lead these people, right? He says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness to the south of Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. This isn't in my notes, but I just want to make sure that I bring this up. Whatever success happens and continues to happen in this ministry, in the Marty's lives, Pastor Izzy, Pastor Ariel, and in your lives is because of what God does. And what did God say? God told Joshua, hey, listen, I'm going to be with you the same way I was with Pastor Joey. The same way I did throughout all the years of what God has done in Excel. The same God that did it then is the same God that's doing it in, through you now. 
That's the promise that God is making. And so since he makes this promise of saying, you're never going to be alone in this situation. I'm right there with you. The same way I was with Moses when they escaped Egypt and the Egyptians tried to chase him and I parted the sea and I drowned out the Egyptians. Remember we just talked about that in Isaiah right after worship. He goes, all that power, authority, the bread falling from heaven, the, the cloud in the sky, the pillar of fire, all that that happened through Moses, I'm going to do it through you, Joshua. And as a matter of fact, if you follow the life of Joshua, a lot of the same things that Moses did ended up happening with Joshua. Moses gets to the promised land. He sends in 12 spies. Joshua shows up to the promised land. He sends 12 spies. Now, it goes a lot better for Joshua than it did for Moses. But still, nonetheless, you see that same pattern, right? Uh, Moses parts the Red Sea, or I should say God does, but Moses leads the people through the parting of the Red Sea. Joshua leads the people through the parting of the Jordan River. Moses defeats mighty armies with God's help. Joshua defeats mighty armies with God's help. So you start to see the same anointing, the same authority, the same power, because it's the same God moving from one generation to the next. And that's what you need to understand, is that the same authority, power, and God who's moved in the last 22 years since I've been in Excel is the same God, authority, and power that's going to move in the next 22 years when your children are in Excel. Like, that's what we do. That's who we serve. That's what it is. Should the Lord tarry or until he comes back, this is going to keep going. So what does that tell us? That tells us Excel is so much greater than us. We are just the latest link in a chain of people that have held it long before us. Because I was once a student. I had leaders that loved me. And I emulated what those leaders did for me. And some of you will become leaders that will emulate what your leaders have done for you. And it will pass on and it will pass on. Some of y'all might even be Josie or Olivia's leader or Zoe's leader. All right? We gotta, we, y'all better, make, better do a good job. <laughs> so when God says this, thanks, bro. There's three things that God says or three times that God says the same phrase. Be strong and courageous. The first one is when he says this. If you're taking notes, write this down. You are the one to lead. Joshua chapter one, verse six. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. So Marty's, you are the ones to lead. You were my number one draft picks. You were the ones before I even got the job, when I sat in the interview and they said, who are you going to get to replace you? I said, easy, the Marty family. I didn't even talk to you yet. I said, it's it's done. I got the best people. You guys won't even get it. They are going to be so much better than I've ever been because that's the heart of any father. Why would I want to get somebody worse than me to fire them anyway? Like, I chose somebody that I believe God was going to use in a greater capacity, in a greater way, with a greater anointing than I ever had. Because guess what? Still makes me look good. (laughs) No, but the truth is, and again, I want to say this to you guys. It's because you are pastors. You've always been pastors. You've had big stages. You've had pyrotechnics and rainfall. And you've had... I mean, y'all should have seen their church. They had some production stuff. The budget was through the roof. But I was never impressed with your, with your stage. I was impressed with the fact that when we were moving you in, you saw a homeless man walking by and you gave him a case of water because it's who you are. I was impressed because when you were at boot camp, you walked people through salvation in the middle of the worst times of their lives because that's who you are. I was impressed because you both led your neighbor to salvation and to baptism because it's who you are. And I wanted who you are to be with us because that's who we are. Does that make sense? You are the ones. Don't let, God doubt, don't let yourself doubt it. Let God reaffirm it. Be strong and courageous because God has chosen you for such a time as this. 
What does that mean to excel? It means you are the one to lead this to the next thing. Okay, you are the ones. Oh, well, this happened and we got these people graduating. Who cares? You are the ones. It doesn't end because I moved on. It never did because it was never up to me. It was never dependent on me. This ministry has never been about me. And by the grace of God, it will never be about one person. It'll be about one savior, right? And so you're the ones to lead it. I've said this a lot, but I just need to reiterate it. Please do not wait to graduate to become a leader. Because all you're waiting for is a title, but not anointing or authority. Anointing and authority comes when you seek it. Anointing and authority is given to those who God wants to use and are willing to be used to go for it. So when you sit there all insecure, like, I don't know if it should be me. I don't know if God wants to use me. Shut up. You're the one. Right? That's what God was doing in Joshua. Joshua had this insecurity, I imagine. Right? It's like, dude, I'm following up Moses. How am I supposed to do that? Hey, don't worry about Moses. Moses is dead. You're the one. You're the one I've raised up. You're the one I've called. So you guys here in this youth ministry, now that you've owned it, now that this is yours, go further, right? Youth ministry is youth ministry when youth are ministering. You're the ones. You're the ones that have to lead in worship. You're the ones that have to teach somebody how to read the Bible. You're the ones that have to lead people in prayer. You're the ones that have to step up. Not your leaders, not your pastors. You. You are the one. So be strong and courageous. But I don't know how to be strong and courageous. But what if it, shut up, be strong and courageous. Because right, we can come up with all the excuses. Well, you know, I haven't been saved that long, and I don't know my Bible that much, and I don't even remember. That's what it sounds like to me when you talk. Hey, listen. Buck up, Buttercup. Be strong and courageous. You know why? Because we don't have time for you to be nervous. We don't have time for you to wait. Because every second you wait is a life that you can't impact because you're waiting for somebody else to be the one. You're the one. So step up. And if you're thinking like, is he talking about me? Yeah, you. (laughs) You are the one. Can there be more than one? Yeah, we just add them all up and it's a lot. (laughs) You're the one. Second thing I notice, in order to be strong and courageous, you have to study and you'll succeed. Study and you'll succeed. Goes on to say in verse 7, Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, be strong and very courageous, all right? Taking it up a notch. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instruction Moses gave you. So everything that I've preached to you, make sure that you're obeying that. Do not deviate them from turning to either the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction, the Bible, continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Study the word. You've heard me say this for years, some of you. And I don't just repeat myself because I don't have anything better to preach on. It's because if you can get this, if you can understand the word and God's leading You'll succeed. So to the Martis, be led by God's word. That is a huge part of my heart. That is a mandate for me. Don't get overwhelmed with strategy, with creativity, with lights and sound. And Be in God's word, preach God's word, and live by God's word. If you do that, you will succeed in this ministry. Because we can put a monkey on stage and fill the room. That's not going to impress nobody. But if you preach God's word, if you live God's word, if you are uh, making sure that everything we do lines up in God's word, 
you will find success, not just in my eyes, but in the eyes of the Lord. And so now it's really time to study because they don't ask the worship leader a bunch of theological questions after service, but they're going to ask you. (laughs) Young people, man, I, I can't stress this enough. In a world where biblical, here's the irony, right? We have more technology, more explanations, and more access to the Bible than in all history of humanity. And in this time right now, we have the least amount of biblical literacy that we've ever had. How sad is that? In a time where we have the most access, we have the least amount of people trying to access. You want to succeed? You want to be everything God called you to be? Study. Study God's word. Study it for yourself. If all you ever get is the word that I give you on a Thursday night or the word that Pastor Izzy's going to start giving you on a Thursday night, you can't live on one meal a week, guys. <laughs> you got to learn to dive into that word. And I love that the scriptures say, study it, don't read it. How many know there's a difference between reading and studying? Right? We can read. Y'all ever read and your eyes kept going but your brain shut off? You know what I'm talking about? You're like 16 pages in. You're like, yeah, I don't even, I have no idea what I read. Like my eyes went on autopilot. My brain turned off. Like, <laughs> and y'all, and you feel good. You're like, I've been reading for 15 minutes. No, you haven't. Your eyes just been doing this for 15 minutes. But you didn't comprehend or take in any of it. And I say this a lot, man. Listen, listen, listen. Don't worry about the buffet of scripture. Have a quality meal. Okay? It's not about how much you read. It's about the quality of what you read. It could be three verses. But if you chew on it, if you stick with it, if you really analyze it, if you study it, if you pray on it, if you dwell on it, if you meditate on it, if it sticks to your brain all day long because you're constantly thinking about, man, be strong and courageous. What does that mean? Be strong and courageous. How do I be strong? What does it mean to be strong? What's the difference between strength and courage? Are they mutually exclusive? Does one feed the other? That's meditating on it, right? That's dwelling on it. That's sitting there, chewing and getting everything out of it. Listen, man, I'm telling you, I'm going to go back to the meal. When it's a good meal, you savor that meal. You know what I'm talking about? When it's a good meal, you're like, "Mm, um, oh my God, hold on. Oh, Jesus, that was so, you eat slower. You ever notice when it's really good, you eat slower? Because in your mind, you're like, I just gotta, I just don't want it to go too fast here, guys, right? Versus, y'all ever been to somebody's house and the the cooking was bad and they serve you a plate? You're like, oh. They're like, why are you eating so fast? I ain't trying to let that thing linger in my mouth too long. Like, I just gonna swallow it. I'm just gonna swallow it and I'm gonna poop it out. Swallow and poop. Like, and then gotta stay in there. Some of y'all are like, is that what mom did when I cooked Mother's Day for her? Yeah, that's what mom did for you. That Mother's Day breakfast did not slap. <laughs> but listen to me, when you chew and you savor the word of God, when you're slow, methodical, intentional, when you really dive into it, you'll get everything that God's trying to get into you and you'll grow. When you just show up on a Thursday and take a big gulp of what happened and then go away. Don't be surprised that in four or five years, you don't get to me because you walk away from God altogether. You want to succeed at being God's servant, at being a believer, at being who God called you to be? 
You have to study God's word. You have to train yourself and you have to be diligent and faithful every opportunity you get. Listen, by the time you graduate Excel, you should have read the entire Bible. There's no reason why you can't. You should have read the entire Bible. You should have at least read the New Testament. You should at least read the Gospels. You should at least know who Jesus is. But like I said before, and I will say it to the day I die, you got to be a special kind of stupid to fail an open book test. And some of y'all are failing at life simply because you refuse to open the book. And if, I said, listen, can I be real transparent? I don't give a crap because I'm not going to be the youth pastor anymore. Some of you don't even have Bibles. Can I just tell you something? If you don't have a Bible and you want a paper Bible, talk to your pastor. We'll get you a Bible. We have boxes of Bibles. We'll buy new Bibles. We will get you a Bible. And, and I get it. I got my Bible on my phone and I use it on my phone. But some of y'all, you just got to know yourself. And you know when you try to open that Bible app, the first notification that pops up, the first text that you get, the first call that you get, so all of a sudden you're like, be strong. And ooh, hold on. <laughs> right? Three hours later. Oh, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. <laughs> so paper Bible, study, understand. Even if you're like, I don't even know if I believe, then read the Bible and figure out if you do or don't. That's the best way to do it. How do you know what you know if you don't know it? Like you got to read, you got to study, you got to take it in for yourself. Third thing is this, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. I love what he says when he says, be strong and courageous. Because becoming is not optional when it comes to believers. Becoming who God called you to be, what this ministry is called to do, that's not an option. God is not suggesting we act strong and courageous. He's not hinting, hey, you know, it might be a good idea if you were strong and courageous. My opinion, I just throwing this out there just in case you want to take it. You know, maybe if you feel like it, you should try being strong and courageous. We don't have an option. He is commanding us to be strong and courageous, right? To be it. You have to be the embodiment of strength and courage. Right, So that when people look at you, they see strength and courage. Now, let me just reiterate, because strength and courage in God's eyes doesn't always look like strength and courage in your eyes. I'm not talking about you got to be trying to rescue every cat from a tree and you got to be some kind of weird vigilante superhero. Like, that's not what God is talking about. Here's strength and courage, right? Strength and courage is everyone at school is talking crap about God and you step up and say, hey, can I tell you about who God really is? Everyone at school is arguing about the whole abortion situation and how they're going to do this and how they're going to do that. Hey, can I talk to you about the love of God, though? Because you guys are talking about things you don't know anything about. Let me tell you about who my God really is. Truthfully, y'all are too scared to even bring up the subject of God, let alone defend him. Be strong and courageous means I ain't scared of nobody because I fear God more than I fear man. And I want to represent God more than I'm worried about offending or not offending man. Be strong and courageous. Be that. Don't just act like that. Listen, Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. <clears throat> this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now listen to me. When he says be strong and courageous. When he says don't be discouraged. 
He's not just making this blanket statement without an ability to reinforce it. He's not just be like, oh, you're crying? Stop crying. Like, that's not what he's doing. Y'all ever had a parent that did that, right? You crying? You really want to cry? Do you really want to cry? He's like, no, I don't want to cry. And you just try to suck up all your boogers through your brain. Like, I'm sorry, puppy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not yelling at you. He's not mocking you. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. But then he gives you the reason for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, there's a reason you can be strong and courageous. And again, I'm going to tell you, when I was uh, really just God took hold of me when I was in high school, I had such an incredible boldness. I remember I'd take my pastor's sermon, I'd get on top of the McDonald's table after school, and I would preach his sermons to people. I would sit there with gangbangers, and I'd talk them out of gangs, and I'd lead them to Christ. I would rent my friend's car, drive around the city, picking up my friends to bring them to Excel. All right? I, I would do everything I can. Why? Because I wasn't scared of nobody. Because God was with me. So why should I be afraid? God is with me. What can man do to me? The Bible says, what can a mere man do to you? All they could do is kill you, but God has the authority after you die to send you to heaven or hell. I'm going with God more. I fear God more. And so when it came to that, when I had this incredible courage, boldness, and love for people, it was never about being afraid because I love them and I love God more than I'm afraid of talking to them. And I'm sorry, give it a rest with the introverted stuff. Oh, I'm just introverted. I ain't saying you got to talk to 3,000 people. Then get your little introverted self in front of one person. And introvert the gospel. One at a time. (laughs) If that's you, be you. I'm not saying you got to be anybody else. Be you, right? My wife's not going to get on a mountaintop and shout from the rooftop, but she will nail it on a one-on-one. So if that's your thing, do it. Because here's the thing. One salvation a day for a year is just the same as 300 in one day, right? Like, it all adds up when you're consistent and when you're faithful. So don't give me your personality excuses and your, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Joshua had no time for excuses anymore. Joshua literally was getting ready to fight armies to take land that God had promised him. God, uh, Joshua was literally about to lead the people, many of whom, to their deaths if he led wrong. Be strong and courageous. Marty's, that means you can't be afraid to make a call. I guarantee you, you're going to make dumb calls. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to think this is a great idea. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. And then you fall flat on your face and you're super embarrassed. You're like, never again. Hey, listen, most of these guys get the benefits of stupid mistakes I made when I first started. (laughs) Mistakes I don't do anymore. Like letting the teenagers play Red Rover in the parking lot. That's not a good idea. Don't let kids play tackle football on concrete. Just didn't. I learned my lesson. Playing steal the bacon when a little girl broke her tooth because she ran into the forehead of somebody else. I was like, put that on the never play again list, guys. We're not doing that game again. But don't be afraid to make mistakes. I'll help you as much as I can, but some things you're just going to figure out and you're going to learn from it and you're going to realize. And sometimes the greatest lessons come from our greatest disappointments, but God will bring you through it because he's in it with you. So here's my thing. As long as you know it's by God's leading, I'm all right with it. And you're going to make mistakes and you're going to do stuff and that's totally fine. Just be who God called you to be and do it in a way God called you to and understand that he is with you. You cannot be afraid to shoot or you get shot. Excel, 
Be strong and courageous means if we go in a direction that you're uncomfortable with, you got to go. If all of a sudden things get shaken up and Pastor Izzy says, hey, you got a great voice and I want you to sing and worship, you're like, oh, I don't do that. No, no, be strong and courageous. Hey, you know what? You have a real gift when it comes to writing. I want you to start writing a blog for Excel and, and start doing devotionals. Oh, but I don't let anybody read my writing. It doesn't matter. Be strong and courageous. Hey, listen, I noticed that you, you like listening to music a lot. I want to put you on the sound team, and I want to start training you how to use the sound. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know if I can be strong and courageous. Whatever's asked of you. Whatever's asked of you. Well, it's, it's, I, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with depression. That's okay. God's with you. Be strong and courageous. If you allow yourself to be defined by your inabilities, why don't you allow yourself to be defined by the strength you have in God? And so instead of saying, hey, I struggle with depression and anxiety, which I'm not discounting, that could be very well true. But you also serve the God of the universe. If he could speak things into existence, he can lead you through your depression and your anxiety. I'm not saying he's going to erase it. I'm saying he's going to be with you in it. And you're going to be able to do things that you didn't think you can do because you were hobbled by your disability. But God is about your ability. God will take you out of that situation and say, hey, I'm still going to use you. Hey, Moses had a disability, right? He stuttered. He tried giving God that excuse. God's like, all right, I'll give you Aaron, but you still got to do it. (laughs) You still got to go. Be strong and courageous, Excel, because I want to see this ministry go to places that I never got to take it myself. And that's only going to happen with you. Worship team, if you can help me out. Be strong and courageous because God's doing a new thing. Because God's moving in this ministry. And I need you to understand, as much as Excel is mine, as much as it's Pastor Izzy and Pastor Ariel's, ultimately, while you're a teenager, this is your youth ministry. So if you show up on Thursday like, oh man, Excel sucks. Respectfully, that means you suck. Because it's your ministry. You can't like cook me dinner and be like, oh man, this dinner sucks. Bro, you cooked it. <laughs> How you mad at me? <laughs> this is your youth ministry. So it is what you make of it. I don't know why nobody comes. Yeah, I don't know why you don't invite nobody. <laughs> I don't know why it's always dead. I don't know why you don't ever bring energy. Like everything you come up with that you don't like, I'm going to just flip it back at you because whatever frustrates you, maybe God's frustrating you because he's asking you to do it. Because he's asking you to lead it. Oh, the leaders are this, the leaders are that. Fine, be a leader then. <laughs> what? You going to complain about the leaders? Rise up, son. Listen, Joshua didn't complain about the leaders, but you know what he did? He outlived them all <laughs> because the generation before him complained too much. And Joshua stayed his ground. And of all that generation, the only two to survive to go into the promised land were Joshua and Caleb. Which, by the way, later on, if you want to read a dope story, read Caleb. Caleb's like 80 years old. He goes up to Joshua. He's like, I want the land that was promised to me, and I'm ready to fight for it. Give me my sword. I'm going to take that piece of land. And I'm like, go on with your little 80-year-old self. That's dope. I love that. But I mean it. Take ownership of Excel. You want to raise money for missions? Take ownership. Come up with ideas. You want to see more discipleship? Take ownership. Start discipling somebody. You want to see the band get better? Take ownership. Learn an instrument. Start taking singing lessons. Like, what do you want to see? Do it. You want to see people fill this room? Take ownership. Get on the streets and start inviting people. 
pick up your phone. You know what I used to do? On my way to church, I would walk to church purposely from Fullerton and Laramie here. I would walk and knock on the door of every one of my friends that lived between my house and the church. I'd knock on the door and say, hey man, I'm going to church. You want to go with me? Just walk with me? I'll go with you. All right, thanks. And I would end up literally with a train of people. We'd be like 15 deep walking to church. And nine times out of ten, I'd say, hey man, I just don't want to walk by myself. You want to walk with me? Yeah, I'll walk with you. I remember going to my friend's house on my bike, knocking on his door. Hey, man, you want to go to church with me? I'll leave my bike here. Yeah, we'll go with you. They stole my bike, y'all, from the backyard. But my friend got saved. He owes me a bike, but he, he, he's still serving God, him and his family. Take ownership. This is your ministry. It always has been, and it always will be. But I didn't leave you hanging. I got you the best pastors I can find. Honestly, pastors that I never thought would say yes. Because if you measure things by stature and status and all that other stuff on paper, coming here wouldn't make sense. But decisions aren't made on paper. They're made in heaven. And God, by his grace, has brought this together so that you can go further than you've ever gone. So I'm going to ask Pastor Izzy and Ariel, would you join me up here along with my wife? In a moment, we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God to anoint this. I'm going to ask you guys to stand if you can, please. And if you can do me a favor, I want you to join me at this altar. Not up here, down there. This is a small altar. (laughs) But I want you to join me up here. The word of the Lord is for you to be strong and courageous. But God spoke to a leader who then led the people. And that's always how God operates. God operates through authority and anointing top down through leadership. And the Bible tells us to submit to our leaders and to honor them. And you've done that amazingly with me for many years. I'm so grateful that I can tell people, you know, I've never raised my voice in all my years of ministry and I never had to. It's funny when people come and visit and they see me ask a student to go do something and they say, how'd you get them to do that? I'm like, what do you mean get them to do that? That's who we are. That's what we do. We serve. We chase after God. Like this is, this is amazing. And I've said this to you a million times. This is not normal. Whenever we go outside to other events and you start other seeing youth groups, a lot of you are like, oh no, he ain't lying. This is not normal. And I love that. But like I said, God works through leadership. So after God is admonishing over and over again and he's telling Joshua because of his own fear and insecurities to be strong and courageous, I want you to pick up what happens towards the end of that chapter because I thought this was kind of funny. They, meaning the people, answered Joshua, we will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us and we will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. And it's my favorite part. 
Anyone who rebels against your orders and does not obey your words and everything you command will be put to death. (laughs) We ain't going to do that part. (laughs) Listen, but then the people say, be strong and courageous. Did you notice that the first three times God is speaking to them? The fourth time the people are saying, Pastor Izzy, Pastor Ariel, we are with you. Be strong and courageous. Do me a favor, young people. Can you just extend your hand toward them as we get ready to pray? And just do me a favor. Would you just say that real quick? Be strong and courageous. Come on, would you say that again? One more time. Heavenly Father, we pray right now over Pastor Izzy and Pastor Ariel, God. Lord, we pray an anointing over their lives, oh Lord. Father God, we pray a blessing over their lives. We pray for favor over their lives. We pray for Dottie, oh Lord, that you would continue to move, God, that she would rise up in a family that is led by your spirit, that is led according to your will and according to your calling. God, we thank you for this family that you have brought for such a time as this. We thank you for the heart that they have for the students of Excel, for the city of Chicago, for the purposes at Belmont, God. We thank you because you have brought this all together, oh Lord. This wasn't about Pastor Joey. This wasn't about the Martys. This is about your voice calling your people to your purpose. And so God, we just pray, help them be strong and courageous, God. Every decision they make would be made in confidence. Every move that they make would be made in confidence because they are being led by your spirit, because they are rooted in your word, because they are confident that you are with them and that you are guiding them. And Lord, I just pray that every one of these students would follow their lead, God. They would trust them as they follow the Lord, oh God. The same way Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, that they would follow Izzy and Ariel as they follow you, Father. So Lord, I pray an anointing over them, God. Lord, I pray that they would drip with your anointing, Lord, that everywhere they go, it would spill over on everyone they encounter, God. Lord, we pray for safety. We pray for provision. Lord, we pray that they would never get overwhelmed with the idea of being in Chicago or or the caricature and the things that are said on the news and on the TV. Lord, they are the safest place in the world because they are where you have called them to be, God. So, Lord, we just pray. Lord, rather than fear or anxiety, may they run with strength and courage so that those who are standing here can boldly run behind them. We thank you for them, God. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Hey, can you just give it up for your lead pastor, Pastor Joey, and Pastor Cease? And for the first time, I said, Hey, yo! Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a thing. That's going to be a thing. Going to make sure you guys are awake. Hey, guys, uh, this lovely lady next to me is my wife, Ariel. And what an encouraging word for for us both today. Not Obviously, not just for us. He's talking to you. He's talking to all of us uh, as a group. Uh, you guys heard from me from at retreat, which was lit. Uh, but I wanted you guys to hear a little bit from my darling wife. She's amazing. So, Pastor Ariel. Oh, 
There's a there's so many things I could say. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, I think first, uh, if you haven't heard it from me, thank you to Pastor Joey. Um, truly, his ceiling is now our floor. You know, we are on your foundation that you've built here, and we are so excited. I'm so excited to finally be here with you guys. Um, I just believe God has great things in store for Excel, that our best days are ahead of us, that God wants to do more than he ever has before, just like Pastor Joey was saying. Um, I just truly believe in my spirit that God is up to something right now in history, in this moment in time, and why not Excel students to be the ones that run after it. I look around this room and I see space here and I think God wants to bring more students, your friends, your family. He wants to bring them here and show them his presence, pour out his spirit on them, upon you more than he ever has before. So it is our privilege to be leading you in that charge and to be partnering with you. God has just great things in store. That's all I could keep saying. Our best days are ahead of us. So thank Thank you for being here with us and trusting us, and we're excited. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Hey, real talk. So that's not rehearsed. You're like, that was perfect. I, I'm even like, this is just how she is. I, I call her Princess Glitter Bomb because if she ever exploded, it would just be like glitter and like rainbows and like frosting and sprinkles and all that. And so, hey, I want you to know, like, Pastor Joey mentioned this, you know, we, we hopped in the car and didn't look back. We are here and we're here to stay. And there, there, should, there shouldn't be a doubt in anyone's mind. In my mind, let me tell you something. We're so bought in to the vision of this church and to you. I told you guys this at retreat. I'm telling you this now. I'm so passionate about you. I've been praying for you and I love you. And I believe in you. And the best days of Excel Youth, the best days of Compass Kids, the best days of Anchor Young Adults, the best days of Belmont Assembly, the best days of Chicago are ahead of us. And, and she said, why can't we? And I'm going to say this. We're going to lead the charge. We are the ones to lead. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're the one to lead. And we're going to do it. Amen. Tomorrow... Tomorrow, what do we got going on? Amen. I like that. We're going to do a little something different tomorrow. A lot of you guys, you know, we want to spend time with you. And if we could go on coffee dates with every single one of you, go to whatever coffee shop you like, uh, whichever one, just yell out real quick your favorite coffee shop. Go. Someone says Starbucks. <laughs> Somebody said Ascento. That's our new favorite. But since we can't... It really is. That Nutella coffee hits. But we can't go out on coffee dates with every single one of you. So tomorrow, part of what we're going to do is there are going to be some surprises as well. But we're going to do a little Q&A, a little getting to know you uh, with Ariel and I so that we can answer your questions. So you guys can get to know us on what my favorite color is, what her favorite donut is. And so you guys can shower her with sweets and all that. If you don't know, there will be food there. We will feed you. You know what the Bible says? To feed my sheep. So we got to feed the sheep. Jesus says so. Jesus made him breakfast. It was like, feed my sheep. So we're going to do that. It's going to be pizza. There's going to be ice cream. It's going to be amazing. Also, if you didn't know, my wife is due with our first baby, July 
Well, we'll share tomorrow. We're literally, well, not we are literally. She's literally carrying a miracle. Uh, her name is Dottie, Dottie Christine Marty. And, huh? Or Top Bot? No. <laughs> so, Dottie, so we got our date pushed up. So, whoo, it's coming quick. So, if you have spare diapers, no. So, tomorrow, that's what we're going to do. Let's, be, let's show up. Hey, bring somebody. Bring somebody that's never been here before. It's going to be very relaxed and very chill. And so it's a perfect opportunity to just bring somebody new and say, hey, we're just going to hang out and we'll feed you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Am I missing anything, Pastor Joey? Excel Youth, we're so excited. I want to see you all in full force tomorrow. But I want to see you all in full force on game day, which is Sunday. Right? Yes, starting Sunday, it's not a science meeting, but we have a section just for you. So you're like, why? That's a good question. I'm going to answer that right now. Why? Because, hey, all the wave, the waves at a sporting event start in a student section. So we're giving you your own student section, and we're going to lead the church. We're going to lead. We're going to be, we're going to be up front leading the way in worship. All right. We're going to lead the way in worship. We're going to lead the way in shouting Pastor Joey down. When it's a good word, you say amen. But make sure you don't say like amen at a weird point, you know, when he's like talking about something like that you shouldn't say amen to. Some of y'all do that and you're like, don't do that. You're not even paying attention. All right. So we got our own section. All right. Hey, I always say this and it's going to be my mantra, but don't just invite your neighbor, invite your neighborhood. All right, so find somebody. We got our own section. It's going to be lit. Wear your Excel gear. We want to represent. <laughs> hey, you guys, <laughs> that's a thing now. It is a thing. It's a thing. You guys are dismissed. Love you guys. DJ, DJ Jonathan, spin that.